Welcome to the Counter Culture Marriage Podcast, where husbands love and cherish their wives, wives respect and adore their husbands, and all seek to honor God. This is your comprehensive guide to 21st century rebellion. We are your hosts, Sheldon and Leah Robinson. All right. Well, thank you everyone for being here today on the Counterculture Podcast. Today we have Katie, Joe, and Cody Carson. Katie and Cody have been married for three years. They have an 18-month-old son named Walker. Cody works in the oil field industry in Ludbock, Texas, and Katie just recently started staying home last September so she could be a helpmeet for her husband and stay with Walker to raise him up to be the gatekeeper in their home. So guys, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Well, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us, how did you both meet and what is your love story? Well, we met uh, in 2019. Funny thing is, uh, we were both really, you know, obviously super single and uh, <laughs> we have a mutual friend there. I go back in time with this girl named Kelsey Stone. Um, she was my Camp Blue Haven friend. Uh, we went to a church camp together for years, about eight years. And, uh, we stayed friends all through like middle school and high school. And then she got married in her early twenties and met her husband, Zach Stone, who is from the same city that Cody's from. And, Kelsey and I, we were in a bunch of weddings together with some Blue Haven girlfriends of ours. And uh, <laughs> Zach would always tag along at all the weddings and stuff that uh, Kelsey and I were in. And um, one day, Kelsey later on, this was when I was tw- almost, or I was 29 years old and, uh, or no, 28. And Kelsey asked me to have a, uh, to have lunch with her. So I, I thought, sure, I'll have lunch with her. She came into town for an appointment and we had lunch and she says, you know, Zach, he's always wanting to set you up with somebody. And <laughs> I laughed because the last guy he set me, tried to set me up with was a, a man with a ponytail. It was really funny. Anyways, they said, uh, she was like, well, there's a guy named Cody Carson. Look him up on Facebook um, and, you know, just kind of creep on him a little bit. And he's, I looked him up and I was like, he's so cute. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, sure, I'm down for that. And so, um, anyways, she goes home that afternoon. I get a text from her later on that night. And uh, she literally tells me, she's like, uh, well, Zach wants y'all to meet like ASAP. Uh, what are you doing Friday night? And this was like on a Tuesday. And this is the lamest answer ever. But I got, I was really obsessed with my dog at the time, you know, when single girls kind of get. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an F1B mini golden doodle that she was like my wife. Mm-hmm. And this was the saddest answer. But I was just so, I was so like, I guess you would say lonely. And when she said, what are you doing Friday night? And I was like, oh, probably take my dog to like the dog park or something. (laughs) (laughs) So lame. (laughs) She laughed and she was like, well, we're taking you to the funky door and fork off so you can meet Cody. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So anyways, I was excited about it. And so 
they picked me up and he was waiting for me at the funky door and we it turned out to be like the best date ever we laughed so much Uh, if you ever got to know zach stone he is hilarious um it's a good good icebreaker to have have them as a couple to introduce us right yeah one of the oddball things because i hadn't talked to zach in two or three years Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. called me and was like i've got a girl for you to meet (laughs) look her up on facebook okay (laughs) it worked out great but yeah it was very odd circumstances of how we ended up going on our first date i guess yeah and it turned out it was honestly that was the best date ever (laughs) never on a good first date so that was perfect and the rest was kind of he took me home and uh we exchanged numbers. You didn't text me or call me for like okay, 10 days. <laughs> I, was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess that guy was just thought of me as a friend or something. So I just went oh. on and did my own thing. And he, I did get a text from him and I was really kind of surprised. And so, uh, yeah, we kind of. Hadn't been able to run her off since. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like Cody here. He had a plan, right? And he's like, hey, look, I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to lie low for a little bit. She's going to be thinking about me. She's going to be waiting by the phone kind of thing. Like, it worked. I'm like, look at you guys. You know, it worked. So shout out to Kelsey and Zach Stone, if you guys hear this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they, they have a fantastic marriage, too, that I always look up to. And they're just they're another very godly couple that I'm just so grateful that we came across them and they've just, they blessed us so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful to have like role models, like someone. It that, really is. Yeah. When you're around good people with good marriages, it can't help but rub off. So it's like, true. it's so important who you <laughs> hang out with, you know? So true. Yes, I agree. And mm-hmm. Right, we get to see them in a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and they don't live around here, so we get to we hardly get to see them, and so we're excited we get to see them in about a month. So yeah, yeah. oh, so, that's great. <laughs> but that's kind of how that all happened, and you know, we kind of were. I would say we were. He was pursuing me for about a couple months, and then we, you know, start. I mean, I kind of caught. I'm. I was the. Uh, <laughs> the oblivious one it took me for a minute to be like okay this guy I don't know if he really likes me or not (laughs) and I uh, finally caught on and uh yeah and then I was it was kind of like the Lord gave me like a little bit of a nudge he was like hey you need to go for this guy (laughs) and the funny thing is one of my very first clues that you know the Lord has such a he has such a funny sense of humor I um I asked the Lord before I met Cody, I was like, Lord, I, and I, you know, I was in my late twenties and I just told the Lord, I said, Lord, if he, if I meet somebody like it's gotta be like, just so bold, a huge sign from you that he's my husband, (laughs) but you know how oblivious I am, Lord. (laughs) And, uh, anyways, one day we were, he had me over for dinner one day and, uh, he was doing dishes and he, he was like, so is Joe your middle name? And I said, yes, it's, it's my middle name. And he kind of, you were kind of laughing and I was like, what are you laughing about? And he, <laughs> goes, he goes, well, Cody Joe is my name. 
Mm-hmm. And or Joe's my middle name. And I thought, no way. So like <laughs> it was just funny. It was like the Lord just kind of like would give little tiny nudges, like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy is you need to pay attention. Like this guy is the guy for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like little nudges that he would just kind of or we would talk about something about um just a, something that popped up in conversation. And the next day we would go to church and uh And it was like, the sermon was about that conversation. It was just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just felt like a God wink through the whole thing, if that makes sense. Just kind of felt like the Holy Spirit was just kind of in our relationship. And it just, uh, it was good. It was cool to see the Lord work through that. So. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And I can totally, sorry, sorry to cut you off here. I can totally identify with that because we kind of, I mean, we're not here to talk about us, but we went through very similar kind of thing where it's like everything we talked about like either like it ended up coming into our lives or whatever or like sermons and different things and just like okay this is weird but she was kind of oblivious too so i get that as well She's like, okay so he doesn't really like me. like oh like i, I want to marry you <laughs> but anyways <laughs> we're not here to talk about us but i get it i totally get it so <laughs> so uh so cody tell us uh it said in you said you did in your bio that you work in the oil field. I would love to know what got you interested in working in the oil field and what do you do? Uh, I work for a it's a laboratory. We do a lot of work for like EPA, environmental services, emissions, crude oil and natural gas testing. It's kind of a weird niche of mm-hmm. something I didn't know existed, but uh, everybody has to have it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just fell into it. Uh, I had a family member that worked there, a cousin, and they were hiring type deal. And it's been, yeah, 13 years, I guess I've been doing it now. And Wow. wow okay. Yeah. So you know so what you're doing. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's totally cool. but yeah. It's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of new regulations and it's getting mm-hmm. more and more complicated every day with all the new mm-hmm mission laws and everything so it's keeping us busy it's been good mm-hmm. it's been a blessing so yeah, we made sure. it through 2020 which was quite the opposite and when oil crashed and gas prices plummeted yeah everybody got fired and we kind of hung on by a thread so oh, the last man. couple of years have been a little scary but we're coming out of it and being good okay wow so you guys have been ever since you've been married you've kind of been under like the not so sure about the job thing yeah. So we actually, 2020, we got married. May oil, 9th of 2020. Oil prices went to negative $37 about two months later. We just bought a house. Wow. Our new little dream home. And uh, luckily we we put an offer in. They accepted it. Two days later, oil crashed. And we ended up backing out of everything because wow. all the uncertainties and everything. Mm-hmm. It worked out great because... Turns out that wasn't the house we needed to be in. Yep. A couple months later, things kind of leveled out a little, a little more sturdy, and we found the home we're in now, and couldn't, couldn't like it anymore. So mm-hmm. it worked out the way it's supposed to. But yeah, it was a turbulent couple of years for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah, that's something I can honestly say. Um, I'm kind of grateful we weren't that couple that dated in 2020. I'm glad we mm-hmm. actually have that dating experience where we could go out to dinner and right, yeah. mask or, <laughs> yeah. you know, the awkward social distancing stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, I don't, I feel bad for those people that had to like date in, in 2020, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it was, 
Which we, we did have two weddings. Because, oh, we did have two weddings. Because <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't, you know, you could have 10 people or you could have 15 people or you could have mm. no people. So we ended up getting married in a park with just our immediate family. And mm -hmm. we did that in May. But we also had to have a fancy wedding because somebody wanted the big wedding to go along oh. with it. So we got in September and had, we got to have close like friends and family. Yeah. I mean, it was, it still wasn't a huge wedding, but yeah. It was. Yeah. So we, we got to do both. For, but you gotta be, we did it for our grandparents. And yeah. like, mm -hmm. I mean, you say it was for me too, but yeah, a little bit part of it was for me too. <laughs> but also like our grandparents didn't get to come. They didn't yes, get to they didn't get to see all that, you know. And mm -hmm. so it was kind of neat for them to get to. Yeah, basically, we're that weird couple that got married, and we're the pandemic wedding couple. <laughs> 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 we have wedding pictures of uh, us wearing masks. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so it's kind of it'll be kind of fun to tell our grandkids one day. Mm -hmm. We got married in the middle of this mess. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, it's going to be so interesting to tell our kids and grandkids about like what yeah. happened in 2020. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be so crazy. And uh, anyways, I don't want to, I don't want to get off track too early, but madness, oh. but I'm glad you guys were able to like push through it and persevere. And obviously um, a bit of faith, <laughs> it took a little bit of faith to walk uh, through all that um, financial situation, all, so much uncertainty, right. Yeah. Going on in the culture and just really the whole world. <laughs> and so um, kudos to you guys. Steady as she goes, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, it seemed like when we got married, you know, we got married with the pandemic and then mm -hmm. I had COVID the end of 2020. He somehow lucked out of it or had, was asymptomatic or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was after that, we found out we were pregnant and it was just like, just one thing after another. Yeah. And it was like, blessings and then it was kind of a rough patch and then be <laughs> blessings a bit of rough patch yeah I don't know I feel like that those last two years I felt like we really I felt like the Lord kind of showed us some trials and mm -hmm. just you know most people I feel like most people get to experience their newlywed years everything's all peachy and happy <laughs> I mean, be wrong but I just felt like you and I are <laughs> We did it all at once. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, like, what did you guys do to kind of help you through those rough patches? I mean, you're so recent, no, so newly married and like so much is going on. Just figured it out. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it wasn't much of a secret. There, like with the house situation, that was yeah I was heartbroken when that happened when we had to back out and then mm -hmm. it just made more sense when we came here and I don't know like we just I don't know I felt like for me I felt like I just trusted God and I thought you know what my husband like he knows for some reason like he knows there's a reason why we need to back out of that one house and I just mm -hmm. I kind of just trusted him you know because uh, I didn't get that like weird I guess I, I guess the Holy Spirit really didn't work in me at that in that kind of situation and so I felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of nudging Cody like hey y'all need to get out of this situation and so it just I think for me it just made me trusting in the Lord and then it also just made me follow my husband's lead yeah uh, 
it just kind of helped me learn like, okay, like God's got, got all of this. So mm-hmm. I think we, I think you'd say we just kind of like, we figured it out and we just kind of gave it to God, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's so important too. And I want to point this out for the listeners because yeah. this is what we talk about, right? Yes. Um, trusting one in the Lord and then two in your husband to be sensitive to the Lord and to like that he actually loves you and he's not going to like lead you astray. Right. Yeah. And this is such a big deal I see in the culture because it's really hard. I think, I don't know if it's just like the, the effects and like the spillover from like all the feminist movements and all the, you know, kind of anti-masculinity sort of uh, umbrella <laughs> that the entire country's marching under right now. But it's like, that's probably the best thing you can do because what a lot of, Unfortunately, what a lot of what happens is um, wives feel like they have to be like the coach and mother of their mm-hmm. husbands when things go bad. And it's like, hey, are you doing this? Like, let me nitpick you. And, you know, I'm seeing these, you know, so many big pictures. But the husband's like, I already got that figured out. And I've already thought about it. You know, we don't necessarily speak out verbally on everything that we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But it's that stoicism, that 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 quiet, you know, cool, calm and collected kind of thing. That's you know, when you're going through the storm, through the trial, right? that I think a lot of women should look to embrace more. You know what I mean? Like there's a piece that comes with that. Like my husband's not even freaking out. Like we're backing out of a house thing. Like this could be a nightmare. Like most chicks are like, what are they going to think? And blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, all right. So his answer is perfect. We figured it out. That's it. Like that's a man for you. Like, yeah, we figured it out. Like not a big deal. Like, yeah. That's perfect. Like such a, such a blessing to a household. I feel like Yeah. when a husband's steady like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's all, all the emotions. So to have that rock, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we need it. Yeah, yes, we do need it. And yeah. And I, one thing I love about Cody is uh, he's just, he's so good at, you know, calming me down. Like if I'm stressed about something or I'm worried, which is, you would say pretty often, <laughs> he puts some logic into me and he's like, and he speaks truth into me. And I just, I, I appreciate that so much, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, sometimes us women can, <laughs> we can get inside our heads too. <laughs> Absolutely. So Katie, you mentioned that you recently made the transition to being a stay at home mom. What was it that you did before and what led you to become, um, what led you to transition into this role? So I was actually in the sales rep world. I uh, worked at a company. It was a software company for small. It was designed for small businesses. And I did that for about two and a half years. Yes, two and a half years. And um, my job was at risk, actually. I uh, They had put me on. And so at this time, Walker was probably five months old my son and so um but ever okay so we had him November 9th of 2021 Mm -hmm. and I did maternity leave until beginning of January I got I went back to work right after the holidays Mm -hmm. and uh I just remember you know that feeling after you have a baby you're just you're you're kind of sad it's like you spent all Mm -hmm. the six full weeks with them and you you just your heart kind of broke that you didn't get to spend all that extra time with them. It just, it felt like an unnatural feeling. And even though I was so blessed, we have the best, his, uh, his mom, my mother-in-law watched Walker 
uh, while I worked. And I'm so grateful because I never wanted to put him in a daycare. He was yeah. just too to be in a daycare. Anyways, but, <laughs> And I just don't totally trust other people. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm so grateful for my mother-in-law. She was just amazing. And, but anyways, my job was put at risk. Um, I was doing really good. I was selling softwares left and right. And then all of a sudden random people would start, they would start canceling their, their products. So all those cancellations would go through and it affected like my progress in the sales world. And so boss called me, um, one month, uh, it was in May and he said, and I need to back up a little bit. I had, uh, some health issues after we had Walker. So that was another marital thing that we went through. Imagine having like a three month old and Um, I had post-COVID lungs where I couldn't breathe. Um, My lung capacity at the time was like 34%. And I couldn't get up in the middle of the night and feed my son. Like he had to do that in the middle of the evening, uh, like middle of the night at like midnight, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was also working during all that time. And so I was having to adjust to being a mom, a new mom. I was dealing with my, my post-COVID breathing issues that I was going with, going through and dealing with a, a, a job. And so I just felt like I had many stress factors just kind of coming at me. And so, um, in May, my boss told me like, Hey, your job is if you don't make a sale within the next month or whatever, I'm going to have to put you on this probation period, which means basically you're on this probation period and then if you're on this for so long, they fire you because mm-hmm. you're not performing good. Well, it was weird because I felt like so many customers would like cancel their products and all the things. And mm-hmm. it just was not looking right. And I couldn't get a sale because all these small businesses, um, <laughs> here we go talking about politics. <laughs> well, in the Biden's inflation stuff, <laughs> right. small businesses were scared to yeah. spend money. Mm-hmm. And so... um they were so scared to spend money. And so we just, uh, I just had a hard time trying to find more customers. And, uh, with all of that, I prayed heavily about it in May and I had applied for over 150 jobs. I'm not kidding you. I counted all, (laughs) it was like monster jobs, all the things. And I had like two interviews, none of them pulled through. Um, and Cody knew I was really trying to find a job. He knew I was really trying to find that. And um, I just, I was just praying about it to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. And somehow the Lord kind of just put on my heart, like, you need to stay home. Like, you know, you, he just kind of put on my heart and, and then I thought, okay, well, I don't want to be disrespectful and just quit my job without telling Cody about it. And I didn't really talk a whole lot about it to Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I knew the Lord had a plan for some reason. And so I prayed about it and I prayed and prayed and prayed. Um, that was all summer last summer. And then end of August, Cody came home one day during lunch and he said, babe, like I can tell you're not having any luck finding another job we haven't had luck with that you said something about like I came home and you were cleaning the kitchen and it was 
like 12 30 during the day katie's not the cleanest person in the world so that's very out of character mm-hmm. one like, if you hate your job that much you need yeah. to quit we'll, yeah. we'll fix it. like it's not worth you could just see it on her face it, yeah i'm enjoying it it's a stressful if it's adding more stress than it is joy like it's not yeah. worth continuing. well and i just felt like you know, I had applied for all those jobs, not hardly of them called me back. And I just felt like the Lord kind of put the, and it just, I don't know. I just felt like my happiness was actually being home. Yeah. And I had actually got done listening to that book called, um, created to be a help meet by Debbie Pearl. Have you read that Leah? No, I haven't. Oh, it's incredible. It's a very old book. I read it on audio and I would clean the house while I was listening to it. And it just made so much sense to me about like our true roles as women. Yeah. And I, it, that's when it all kind of clicked to me. And when he told me I could quit, I just felt like that was like the prayer I'd been praying for all summer last summer. And yeah. And so I did, I gave my notice, like within that next 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) and they let me go a week later. And I just, I felt a huge relief. Yeah. And I felt like I got to make up for all that lost time with my son. And it was just, you know, and we were a little nervous because we're like, okay, we're going from a double household income to a single one. And it just was a little, it was nerve wracking. And, but the Lord somehow like crazy thing is like he had gotten a promotion like a couple months before all this. And it was almost like the Lord just was like, Hey, opening up these little tiny doors. And it just, just felt like he was preparing for this. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how that all transition. I went from working full time to staying home. Um, I'm still practicing trying to be a good homemaker. <laughs> I'm not the perfect housewife, but you know it can be a struggle. But um, I'm learning it. I'm trying. I and <laughs> I've recently picked up on um making my own breads and milling my own grains. And so I'm I'm playing with that a little bit to kind of practice that my goal is I want to feed my family like real foods and yeah. less processed stuff and and all that good stuff so I'm I'm really I'm trying to be a homemaker <laughs> but um it's an I art. Do, and I, I've noticed like you know when I was working full-time I felt like my I was so stressed out nonstop, worried about my job, worried about my baby and all the things. And then I just felt like, you know, I didn't feel like cooking, you know, I didn't feel like cleaning. We would eat out or I'd get fast food or something. And it just, I, I just didn't like that. Yeah. Whatever the routines we were in and it just put, I don't know, just put a lot of stress on us. And I felt like I'd never got to, now that I'm actually in this role and I try, I really try to do it every day if I can, but I try to make his lunch every day. Sometimes I fail at not doing it, (laughs) but um, it's, you know, I've noticed like I've been able to like step up and actually help my husband in in a way that's, I wasn't able to when I was working full time. And um, I don't know, you just see the difference in your marriage and in yourself when you're in those situations and so anywho 
Yeah. And that's, and that's good. And for our listeners, um, cause they're going to notice there's a lot of homemakers <laughs> within the couples that we talk to. They're going to, they're going to pick up on the theme. Right. And, <laughs> and I'll just come out and uh, I guess the elephant in the room, right. Is mm-hmm. like the whole like feminist movement was aroused. Like the whole thing was fake. Yeah. It was set up to get women out of the home as a pretext to destroy families, period. Yeah. Right. And so I don't want anybody to listen to this and be like, oh, well, I can't afford to do that. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not disparaging any woman that's working outside of the home. All right. Like some people, for whatever their circumstances, that needs to be the case. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just understand that when you are not acting within your natural purpose, that brings stresses onto you, yeah. emotional stresses, physical stresses, things like that, you're going to feel out of balance. Like there's a reason why anxiety meds and antidepressants meds and cells are through the, the, the freaking stratosphere. All right. It's because so many people are not living naturally. Right. Yeah. And it is a step of faith. I don't want to make it like it's just easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm quitting one income. Let's do it. Like type thing. Like, no. Right. And then, you know, obviously if you can do things to supplement, we always talk about Proverbs 31 women, like, mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. Proverbs 31, like read, read that lady, study her. She's an entrepreneur. She's working from home and taking care of the home. Right. But all that to say, like, we talk about like ministry and the importance of ministry. And like, we always relate that to something that's happening at church, mm-hmm. but being a wife and a help me is a ministry. And so if you're yeah. in a place where that's coming second, your, your ministry of being a wife and a help me is coming second place to a career, right? It's coming second place to all these obligations and wanting to do all these, Oh, if I, you know, I can't live how I want to live. If I'm, you know, if I don't have two incomes and that kind of a thing, like, don't be afraid to take a step back, cancel the noise of the culture, right? Uh, shut them out because they, they don't have nothing to do with this, right? You need to take a step back, reanalyze and say, okay, if I'm going to prioritize ministry, then I need to understand that being called to be a wife is a ministry yeah. and that job is worthless because the minute you quit, they probably already had a posting online. Like, okay, we need somebody else. Like, let's find somebody else we can train, put, put them in here and, and no big deal. They're not going to miss us when we leave work, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? All that to say, like, they're not going to miss us. So like, let's unplug from the from the fake, you know, sort of psyop of we need to, if I'm not making an income, I'm worthless kind of a thing. Like that's Mm -hmm. such a, that's such a lie. And it's so much more important and so much more on point to what God created us to do when you really prioritize that, that ministry of family above all the other junk in the culture, you know what I mean? So what? We can't go to Disney this year. You know, I'm not, I don't want to go on like this, this tirade and like be here for like 30 (laughs) minutes, but like, so what if you, like you're, you are you really going to Turn your kids over to people that hate them, people that want to sterilize them, right? People that want to castrate your sons, mm. people that want to give a mastectomy to your, your daughter. You're going to mm. turn your children over to them to raise them because you need an extra $30,000 after taxes? Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, yeah. So kudos, kudos to you. I know it's not easy, right? And it's, and in the image of it, like, I, I do like there's sort of a positive direction, kind of a in the culture of movement toward like viewing stay-at-home moms as like a positive thing. Yeah. And that's in no small part to like people on social media, like yourself, who are like putting messages out there to be like, Hey, look, you know, here's the more important thing. Here's the better thing. You know what I mean? And, and you get the haters, right? And like this yeah. podcast, I'm sure somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to leave nasty remarks and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, enjoy your antidepressant meds, enjoy your anti-anxiety, you know, or whatever living, like some kind of an animal that you're not designed to live like you know yeah. but it is what it is like it is what it is we're happy we're raising our kids our kids love us we honor god we're blessed we're living in peace you have the fruit of your labor we have the fruit of ours let's compare you know what i mean so i'll stop i'll st- go ahead i'm sorry <laughs>
<laughs> no, everything you said, Shelton or Shelton, I love all of that. It was just perfect. Like you, you nailed it right there with every <laughs> little point. <laughs> I actually sold that. Um, and that you, and I'm thankful, honestly, that I was able to transition into this with mm-hmm. my son being so young. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cause that's yeah. all he's going to, that's what he's going to remember. He's going to remember like I had mommy, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wish I had that growing up. Like both my parents worked all my life, like, and God bless them. They, they, they still can bear very tired as it is. Like, so what was it for? You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that's what he's going to remember. He's going to remember I had mommy, you know, I homeschooled or whatever. If you choose to do that, you know, when he's old enough and everything like inseparable, like all that, all that, those precious memories and everything like that. Like it's not going to be in what he got for Christmas. Cause you know, mommy had a little extra money. So she got me an iPad this year. Like I don't remember any of the toys. Like think yeah. about, think about your, your, like, I remember a couple of things like, Oh, I loved Lego. So I remember that. But like, you don't really remember that as a like core memory. It's the times you had together. We were able to unplug and just be together, you know? So absolutely that's what we're going to remember like when we're old and gray like you don't want just a house of things you want a house of Of memories family family memories and Mm -hmm. people that love you absolutely and you you know and you say all these things leah and sheldon you know i it seems like on social media you're seeing more and more homemakers like yeah Mm -hmm. topic Leah, do you not feel like there is like a spiritual revival going on in the mamas? <laughs> like there's a mama movement going on. I feel like they're they're taking back the roles. They're taking back. And it just like gives me chills when I think about it. I'm like, I've got chills right now. Just <laughs> as you spoke it, I was getting chills down my spine. Yes. <laughs> it's just like with all this wickedness and mm-hmm. stuff going on in our culture and our society and the things that they're pushing on our kids, mm-hmm. it yes. it's heartbreaking and it makes you angry as a mom. Yeah. And you you know, this is not, I mean, I don't know how y'all see this, but this is not just liberalism versus conservatism no. right? no, no. as good versus evil. Absolutely. And I, um, you know, I've just, I've noticed more and more moms are kind of waking up to where they're like, oh, I need to go back home. I need to go mm-hmm. back and be what I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And our church talks, a, this is one thing I love about our church is they, they encourage strong families because that's what's mm-hmm. going to make the church yeah and i think it's important when the moms are at home and they're mm-hmm. the gatekeeper of their kids and they're, yeah. they're making sure their kids aren't watching something horrible on tv yes. right mm-hmm. you know nothing's they're protecting their kid while their husband's out hunting and providing for mm-hmm. and um it just i see more and more moms are waking up to this mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a, it's a, I feel like a spiritual revival is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anyways. Absolutely. I mean, things have just gotten so backwards mm-hmm. and, um, Sheldon was actually talking to me about this the other day. We were talking about mama bears and, um, we're, I think we were reading, listening to a podcast and it was like this guy that got killed by a mama bear because he was trying to take pictures of the baby. And Sheldon had said that 
it's the estrogen hormone within the mama bear that gives her the strength and like the power to like be that mama bear. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's like the mama bears are coming out because <laughs> we're tired of this. We're tired of the deception and we're so scared for our kids. And I think that the homemaking movement, like it's so attractive to us as women, because that's what we were naturally created to do. And I think that's also partially why uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, like <laughs> they, everyone was just so attracted to that show um, when it first came out because it had those Christian values. Mm -hmm. And I really like... I don't want to say like they were the beginning of the movement, but I feel like something started to change in America and like the things that we started doing. And yeah, I absolutely feel like there's a movement going on and I am, I'm excited because things in this country have to change. Yeah. And like what you were saying, strong families make a strong church mm -hmm. and strong marriages are what make those strong families. Mm -hmm. And we can't have strong marriages unless we get back to the Bible and what God has called us to be Preach. and embrace those roles. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you want to consult the architect when you're trying to figure out how a design works, right? Yes. And and what that does also, there's a component to this because we talk about marriages and family where we're talking about mamas and, and women, obviously, they're such an integral part of this because I, we hear a lot as marriage coaches, we hear a lot like, I want my husband to lead and, and things like that. Like, mm -hmm. that's cool. I understand that. But what's the difference between a husband that leads and a husband that doesn't? He has somebody following him. Yep. That's it. I can't lead. Like, <laughs> lasso with her open, just like drag her along. That's not leading. Like, you have to choose to follow. And mm -hmm. so, uh, like, as women, they're in such an important role and part in that to be like, okay. Here's that. Here's the S word, right? I am going to submit, right? When when Cody says, "Hey, we got we got to back out of this deal," right? Turn it over to you, God. Turn, I'm not going to argue with them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to nitpick them for the next six years. Like, oh, remember that time we're supposed to get that house? You know, that's such a big deal to understand that and be like, okay, if I'm going to embrace the, you know, the Mama Bear revival, if I'm going to embrace, you know, it's like the the traditional uh, trad wife kind of movement mm -hmm. type thing, and it's like. It's almost like an aesthetic. And so I kind of like, I'm kind of like a back off against that a little bit because it's like, oh, look, I'm a 1950s housewife. It's so much deeper yeah. than like a floral dress and like lipstick. Like, no, like what we're talking about here is like a spiritual war. All right? right. And you need to be on guard. Right. And you need to, one, hopefully you married a man who's going to be ready to, to step in and handle those things, right? Um, <laughs> who's going to be out in front and be like, not in my house, you know, certain things. And like, we're not going to go there. We're not going to watch this. We're not going to do all those kind of things. And like, have be in that place where your heart's right to be like, okay, you're looking out for the best interests of the house. You're the priest and king of this home. Okay, that's the way it's going to be. Because a good man, I want to, for our listeners, I'm going to assuage the fear, right? When you hear the word submit and it's like, red flag, red, you know, <laughs> I can't believe you said that, right? The, the, the Christ centered leadership the servant leadership of like i'm here to lay down my life for my family mm -hmm. like any man that's going to work he deserves a submissive wife because he's literally out there fighting hell so he can eat and like he can't come home and like when it's time to make a decision he can't eat, have peace with it you know what i mean like it's it's madness it's madness so like there's so many components to that but it's like crucial it's critical yeah. when we talk about good marriages like trust us listeners trust us like back away from those things that you're not supposed to be like i always talk about the dichotomy of spaces the masculine and the feminine like the more space a woman tries to occupy within the masculine space of the home the husband shrinks back 
He's not going to go to war and physicalness. A good, a good guy is not going to physically fight his wife to be the ruler of the home. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, what happens is he gets henpecked. He backs off, you know, okay, yes, dear. You know, it's the guy in the car. Yes, dear. You know, like everything she says, right? Like some beta weird, like, but yeah, so like, embr- like embrace that. And once you embrace the role that God has for you, like it's so much simpler, right? And it's not necessarily easy all the time because you, you're still two people, right? Like you, you still have a will, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But it's like, it's so much simpler to only handle the things that God intended for your plate. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a big key to really getting through the the fog of like marriage and issues and things like that. So this is good stuff. Yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> Cody's just hanging out like, yeah, I haven't said anything in a while, but this is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's a chill guy I like you Cody you're a chill guy <laughs> so Katie um I found you on Instagram I I love that you just unashamedly speak the truth about what's going on in culture and expose the hidden agendas that we were just talking about um that are being pushed from the left um and not even left not just, even just from left. evil from, yeah from Satan himself <laughs> so I'd love to know have you always been this passionate or was there some kind of event or turning point that led you to this well funny thing is when cody and i got together in 2019 i was not like this. oh yeah <laughs> it's more of the quiet <laughs> but um you know i had i don't know in 2020 i had read a book about president trump and mm-hmm. uh i started realizing like the lord really did anoint him to be president when he was our president at the time mm-hmm. and um it just made me super passionate about where America was going. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about my, this was a time I wasn't pregnant and didn't have any, um, mm-hmm. or I didn't have my son is what I'm trying to say. I didn't have my son at the time, but, uh, and we were just newlyweds. And I just remember thinking, are, what's my, what's America going to look like mm-hmm. for our future generations? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really what, what kind of lit a fire in me. And it, you know, I started listening to sermons and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just felt like, I, I really feel like spiritual revival is coming and I feel like here, I just feel like it is just slowly, Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of like that Kentucky revival that happened. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just feel like it's Mm -hmm. slowly starting to, people are slowly starting to wake up Yeah, and, um, I just got very passionate about it and uh, really just struck, struck me the last three years. And I thought, you know, I'm done not, not speaking up. And uh, it's made me realize if, you know, if you think about the Jezebel story in the Bible, Mm -hmm. she was a wicked woman and she married to Ahab. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ahab just let her be. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like if you're really familiar with this, but if you think about it, the feminism movement is rooted in Jezebel. Yep. And so America today, we are like Ahab. We're tolerating this wickedness. Mm-hmm. And as a patriot, this is where my patriotism comes in. I and my truther uh, side of me comes in is I just, I want 
to speak up for truth because I don't like where our world's going. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, I keep seeing all these people that have been deceived and mm -hmm. that have mm -hmm. been deceived by watered down gospel churches too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. that's something I'm frustrated with as well is watered down uh, churches, watered down gospel yeah. churches. Mm -hmm. There's so many of those mm -hmm. that are just accepting of everything. Mm -hmm. And you just realize like, this is what they're normalizing all this sin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just don't want to be part of the remnant who is going to be there for those, those people that do wake up and don't realize that don't have any hope in Jesus. Like I do want to open my arms up and I want to hug them when they finally wake up to the truth and mm -hmm. just need to know that like Jesus is there for them. But at the same time, I also want to speak truth because mm -hmm they're going to have to know it. And if they, if they come to my page and it plants seeds in their life somehow, like I want to be able to speak truth into them uh, mm -hmm. because we are not getting enough of that in our culture. We're not getting enough of that in our churches and, mm -hmm. and just everything. And uh, that's just, that's why I'm passionate about it. And uh, you know, Yes, there might be some stuff that come off as like conspiracy theories and stuff, mm -hmm. but you know, I almost wouldn't put it past them because it's like, mm -hmm. well, if there's wickedness, there's no telling that there is a mm -hmm. big trafficking ring out there. I mean, you yeah. know, to mm -hmm. all the wickedness, well, if they're grooming our children, they've got to have a obsolete mm -hmm. trafficking yeah. ring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. things that you just think about and you're like, you know, there's something behind some of these even conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm have to be like yeah there's something funky about that that you're like mm -hmm. okay like this is really what it's come to and mm -hmm. you just I don't know I just feel like it's important to speak up and it's we need to speak out and I mm -hmm. I would love to help other wives and moms wake up if they can too because yeah. if they realize that their kids are being indoctrinated or mm -hmm. they're getting groomed by other people that are mm -hmm. not them. Like I no. want mm -hmm. people to understand that. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I pray for that. And I pray that a lot of moms actually come to that point to where they realize like, okay, I need to protect my, my, my babies. I need to go right. back. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's why I'm very passionate. <laughs> I just, I feel like if people can speak, if they can hear the truth and come to Jesus, then I feel like my, I feel like I'm doing the Lord's work on this kingdom. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like as a mom, as a truther, as a patriot, and uh, I just, I also don't want to see my son grow up in an America yeah. that, um, that is pretty much expired. And mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I just, I want to protect him. And I also want to fight for his freedoms too, because yeah. it's, it's going to be gone within, mm. it's literally dangling at our fingertips. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and, and you'll never get that freedom component without righteousness, right? right. Like that, that has to be the overall, like the governing law of the land is just righteousness, the kingdom of God and the hearts of men. And that's why I love America. And people get, oh, you know, like I'm the, the black guy. Like I'm not supposed to like America kind of thing, right? <laughs> like there's a place better for me to live than America. But um, but anyways, like, but, but like completely understand that like 
you can't separate this nation from uh, you can say what you want about the the founders and oh you know Ben Franklin was secular secular and all these other guys but like just go read their writings mm-hmm. right go see what they actually said and you'll see so much reverence yeah. for God and and such an understanding uh and and of the need for righteous people right I mean that's how you govern like other than that like you're you're left with a nanny state like oh this should be this should be illegal oh that should be illegal and it's like it is illegal on the hearts like if for a righteous person like there are certain things I will not do right and it's like and 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 so the two are intertwined for for our listeners listening to this and it's like so many people out here they try to separate sort of their uh religious and political ideologies and it's like they the your religious ideology should inform your political ideology yeah. like where else are you going to get that from you know and there's a lot of secular conservatism like what are you trying to conserve mm-hmm. like you just you just want less taxes for what what's the what's the purpose of less? so you can just run off and, and you know more materialism i guess like cool that that'll burn one day you know what i mean but it's like when it's connected to an actual source of you know of, of godliness and understanding like purpose and being and what god wants to do on earth right the kingdom of god the rule of god in the hearts of men and understanding that then it all makes sense like it's it's a complete you know sort of completed picture everything so but yeah to your point about the like the watered down gospel and stuff like i have a major issue with that. there's a lot of stuff we could this would be like a three-hour podcast we often like a part four or like <laughs> coming up here like there, there's a lot there's a lot to be talked about but like you know you you, you look at how harsh Jesus was when he spoke to the the Pharisees and the scribes and everything. And it's like, why was that? Why was he so, he was so mean, like yeah. vipers or you're this, the, the children of Satan and blah, blah, blah. Like all these things are just like, dude, that's rude. Like you get canceled in, in, in 2023. Like, hold on, bro. But it's like understanding that the nation of Israel was set up to be a light. So all the nations of the world could see what life was like under and there's uh in covenant with god yeah right that the city that's set on a hill cannot be hit mm-hmm. that's what it was set up for it's literally on a hill like it's, it wasn't just like a cool metaphor and so the one place where everybody was supposed to be able to turn to for righteousness and for answers and for justice right and for and for mercy was turned into a, a synagogue of satan literally so it's like where else are they gonna go like so understand like that that passion and that same judgment is going to come for all these churches you want to fly your rainbow flags like i'm not apologizing like all the churches you want to fly your rainbow flags you want to ordain god knows what and have you know like play those games if you want to but just understand that there is judgment coming right we don't preach about propitiation anymore and things like that but anyways so go ahead sorry i don't want to keep rambling no yeah um i don't want to butcher this verse but i just keep thinking i think it's in romans like after uh they explain like all of the all of the sins that like aren't going to allow you into heaven and it it says something about and those who like don't say anything against it who like go along with it take pleasure in it that's it you're worthy of death it says Mm -hmm. and so that's that's like literally like the voice like that is telling you like to speak against this Mm -hmm. because if we just go along with it we're just as bad true well and I have something to kind of add too. I feel like, you know, when Jesus comes back and when he judges me, when God judges me on judgment day, mm-hmm. I don't want him to tell me, Katie, you literally did not say a word when you could have mm-hmm. spoke up against this. Mm-hmm. 
Where were you during this time? Where were you when your your city of Lubbock was fighting against uh, yeah. the Planned Parenthood that had just placed their building mm -hmm. in? Or did you say something about keeping your city being a sanctuary for the unborn? Where were you for this mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. they were waving the rainbow flag? Like, you don't, yeah. I don't want the word to literally look down on me. And honestly, I think the Lord wants us to rock the boat a little bit. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's speaking truth and it's helping people wake up and it's yeah. helping, you know, God is a God of peace, but he also, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, if we keep quiet against like these sins and these mm -hmm. wrongdoings and stuff, and we're just letting, we're being basically like Ahab where we're tolerating mm -hmm. Jezebel, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be judged for that one day. And mm -hmm. I want to be caught in that judgment zone where the Lord is just like, you could have done so much more, Katie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in you. I don't want them to say that. Yeah. And you know, I love your determination too, because I know that Instagram has uh, blocked or shut down some of your accounts. I think mm -hmm. you have like three accounts right now because <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I stay shadow banned on like TikTok. And... Right now I've got my, my backup one's actually doing well. So I'm I'm kind of doing lighthearted truths, but it's yeah. still truths. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know you're doing something right when uh social media is trying to yeah. shut you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. <laughs> How far we've come, right? Where we like it's censorship and we're just like, that's what happens. You know what I mean? We try to find ways around it. And yeah, that's where that's part of why we started sort of this podcast and like moving everything onto our own website and, and things like because i'm so sick of like having to sugarcoat stuff and, yeah and like look like it's crazy out there and for them to be able to speak so loudly and be amplified with just absolute nonsense and for us to have to like sneak through the back channels and all those other things it's like oh this is hate speech and blah, blah, blah. like we're, we're, we're literally one stroke of the bin away from the bible just becoming hate speech outright you know mm -hmm. what i mean and so it's like over my dead body that's just the way it's going to be, you know, and, and, and tyranny always comes on the dead bodies of righteous, righteous men. And that's, a, if I got to be that dead body, that's, I'm more than willing to lay my life down. So, and this isn't some kind of threat for like social media to be like, FBI's probably already got files on this anyways. It is, what it is. you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, but honestly, that's how I feel because if the time does come where my kids and grandkids are standing in bread lines and it's just, it's madness, right? God forbid when they look up, and they hear the stories of granddad, it's going to be that dude was a fighter. Yeah. It's going to be that dude went out swinging because he saw your day. He saw what was coming in the future and he want, didn't want this for you because he lived at a time where you're actually free. He lived at a time where you could actually provide for your family. He lived at a time where it was actually okay for boys to be boys and girls to be girls. And like, and that's what he wanted for you. And so here's his story. Like, yeah. what's going to happen when, when people, <laughs> after I'm long gone, like, how are they going to talk about me? And, and I already got it. Like, this is going to be my legacy. Like I, we have to do something yeah. right. And this podcast is just one small little step in the one little drop in the bucket, but my goodness, it's going to be a drop in that bucket. So absolutely, <laughs> man, I feel like we, we covered so many just mm -hmm. amazing topics today. This was a fantastic discussion. Um, did you guys have anything, Cody, were you about to say something? No, we got the dog squealing over here. I'm trying oh. to. Gotcha. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's like, oh, it looks, it looks like you're 
No, but this was fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast tonight. Like I'm, I'm just excited to listen to it after we're done. Like this. Yeah. No, we do like to leave with like a marriage tip from our guests. So if you could like a newlywed couple or whatever, or like thinking about getting married or whatever, once one piece of advice you guys would give to like that person or like even like the past you like just starting out like a piece of advice what's your words say have patience with each other mm-hmm. that's so huge mm-hmm. it's, it's just you don't have bad intentions starting off sometimes things mm-hmm. get and, and can cause a fight a struggle that never mm-hmm. ended to start mm-hmm. have a little patience have a little courtesy towards each other and Normally, if you visit about it, it's not that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things that get not brought to attention when they should can blow up into something that mm-hmm. should have never been. Yeah. So, yeah. My biggest one that I hold on to, and I really try to do, I try to practice this, is never go to bed angry with each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have an issue, you got to just sort it out, talk it out, and you know, you probably were too tired anyways. Then <laughs> why you were angry? You know? <laughs> just go like just sort things out and don't be mad at each other and just know that the next morning's a fresh new start. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't wanna ever I don't know. I just I never want to go to bed upset. There, you know, um to think about like you know, you could be a widow one day and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to take that back. Yeah. Like, Crap, we we argued and fought the night before. You know, I just yeah. never I don't want to lose I don't want to lose that opportunity and I don't want to have any regrets. And so yeah. I kind of look at it like that. So That's good. That's, That's beautiful. excellent. That's excellent. Both <laughs> <honest>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for being on our podcast tonight. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you if they'd like to ask you questions or just follow, follow you? What's the best way for them to connect? They can connect with me on Instagram. It's uh, Mrs. MRS dot on O-N and then dot T-H the and then uh or wait a second, did I even say it right? It's Misty's Truth on the Bright Side, and there's a period between each word on Instagram. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My train of thought. To, they can meet me on, uh, they can connect with me on Instagram. Um, you know, they are going to find out some posts that probably might offend them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the truth is all about. Um, Absolutely. So if they want to connect with me on Instagram, just follow me you know send a message out and i'll respond so so that would be probably the best way so okay and for our listeners we'll leave a link um or katie's handle in the description below so you can just scroll down and find her that way thank you guys so much to all of our listeners we are so thankful to have you here on our channel if you have not already don't forget to subscribe and we will see you in the next episode